Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good afternoon. Always a privilege sitting in for Charlie as he gets his little eye thing fixed and uh, he'll be back tomorrow to give you all the details on a little issue he was having with his eye. He's talked about it openly. I wouldn't tell any secrets if you're just joining us. He talked about it yesterday and the day before. So uh, having something done today, don't know exactly what it is, but uh, he'll tell you all about it. I'm sure tomorrow because you know, when you're a talk show host, you have to be honest with people. I mean, I don't need to know every detail of your life. But certainly some things I think it's good to be upfront about. Like when I had COVID, I had COVID in June of 2020. So I very early on had it compared to most people. And uh, I was upfront about it. I, I told my boss at the time, I said, I, I'm not going to hide from this. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I'm not getting this. I'm, I'm going to be upfront about it. I, what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't go on camera. One of my friends was a, one, the one I trusted in town was a reporter. He's like, oh, I want to come videotape you. I said, that ain't happening, bud. I said, I am too sick. <laughs> not going on camera, but I will talk to you on the phone <laughs> if you want to talk. Because they loved it. They loved making an issue of, oh, this conservative talk show host has COVID. Of course, they were all praying for my death. Based on what a lot of people said on X, formerly known as Twitter, yeah, a lot of people were. But you can't hide from it. So there are certain things. I mean, you can't be like Princess Catherine. Where is she? Anybody wonder? Do you care? About the royal family? I don't really, but I find it fascinating that we don't know where she is. Now, Charles has cancer. We don't know where she is. Abdominal surgery? Are you kidding? I have a friend who had a hysterectomy two weeks ago, 10 days ago, I think. Yeah, 10 days ago. Two weeks ago today. She was back in church last Sunday. Where's Princess Catherine? Mm-hmm. Just asking. I don't know where she is. A lot of conspiracy theories. I'm not going to promote any. I'm just saying, huh, interesting what we find worth discussing and what we don't find worth discussing. All right, craziness. All right, so here's some good news for Trump. The Supreme Court yesterday agreed to decide whether Donald Trump could be prosecuted on charges he interfered with the 2020 election. They're going to hear the arguments the week of April 22nd, which is good news. And uh, right now, there maintains a hold on the preparations for a trial that was supposed to happen in March focused on Trump's efforts to overturn his election loss. Oh, brother. Okay. Supreme Court has previously held that presidents are immune from civil liability for official acts. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how it's going to go down. I really don't. But he's got so many problems, so many issues, and things he's got to deal with over the next uh, couple of months. All of the lawsuits, and like I said earlier in the show, I, I don't know how this guy keeps his head up with all the things against him. It's unbelievable. For example, let me just give you an idea. Some of the things he's facing. If you're playing along at home, all right? 
First criminal trial. That's supposed to be in late March, all right? That's the Georgia interference case. Now, we know that's turned into a complete cluster because of what's happened with uh, Bonnie Willis and her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, right? Yeah. So, uh, apparently, that's supposed to be happening, and we'll see what goes on. And Trump's... uh, Trump, along with 18 other people, were charged with entering an unlawful conspiracy to overturn Trump's 2020 election loss in the state. Da, 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 da. Okay, I'm not going to rehash their points of view. I'm just giving you an idea what's going on with this, okay? And then Trump's got the federal 2020 election interference case. Oh, there we go. He's accused of engaging in multiple criminal conspiracies to stay in power after losing the 2020 presidential election. You can always tell when things are written, when they say he lost. What you say as a journalist is you're supposed to say Trump alleges he did not lose the election. You don't say after he lost, he said da, 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 da. But they always do that. They work that in. He won't admit that he lost or some kind of editorializing that you all are smart enough to see through. They work this stuff in after losing, after losing. See, what they should have done is this is what should, this is by the way from the Hill. Okay. Yeah, this is from the Hill. What it should have said, this is what the sentence should say. Trump is accused of engaging in multiple criminal conspiracies to stay in power after the 2020 presidential election. Take the word losing out of there because you're editorializing. But they won't do that. He's pled not guilty to four felony counts and he pressured state legislators, developed false slates of electors, leveraged the Justice Department and pressured then Mike Pence and exploited the January 6th Capitol riot. Okay. Now, once again, the Supreme Court's going to decide how to proceed with the immunity claims. We should know something by June. Cutting a little close for the election, but okay. Oh, brother. Uh, federal classified documents case. I had lunch with a woman. I think I may have talked about this on Charlie's show in the past. I had lunch with a woman recently who, a woman I knew from a Bible study and didn't really know her politics. Thought she was a Texas Republican. Not that you need to be a Republican to have lunch with me. I just don't want to talk about politics when I'm off work. I just don't. And turns out she hates Trump, hates Trump, hates Trump, used to be a Republican and now isn't because of Trump, which is so stupid because are you not ever going to vote for a Republican anything, anywhere, ever because you don't like Trump? Really? That makes no sense to me. But okay, that happens. Anyway, Trump faces 40 charges. He mishandled classified records and attempted to obstruct the government's retreat. And of course, Joe Biden, who, and I said this to this girl at lunch. I said, well, she goes, well, Trump had the documents. I said, well, so did Joe Biden under his Corvette. Well, yeah, but he returned them all. I said, where did you hear that on CNN? How do you know he returned them all? I don't know that. How do you know that? (laughs) I guess Joe could just say, I forgot. Anybody old enough to remember Steve Martin? You all know Steve Martin, right? One of the greatest comedians ever. Okay, brilliant guy, art collector, author, uh, you know, just just a brilliant guy. But (laughs) back in the day when he would do stand up comedy, he used to have a great line and he would say, all you have to say is I forgot. I forgot armed robbery was illegal. Anyway, that just led me to that reminding you of that line is great. So true. So Joe Biden just says, I forgot. I forgot those documents were in my Corvette or somebody on my staff put them in there or whatever. Okay. Deny, what is it? Uh, plausible deniability. The judge for now has declined an attempt in this classified documents case to push back the May 2024 trial date, but she will reconsider the trial timeline during a March 1st status conference. And he's, of course, trying to get this stuff dismissed. And the New York hush money case, that's the other one. 34 counts, falsifying records. I mean... <laughs> 
This is <laughs> so he's got March first. They're going to have a status, and in March twenty fifth, he's got another case, and then in May he's got another case. Oh, I don't know how this guy. Honestly, I've never seen anything like this in my life ever. Next year, Steve Martin is a great banjo player. He is. He's a brilliant banjo player, and he's actually a brilliant guy. Writer, author, uh, actor, he's brilliant. Just a brilliant guy. But that was one of the, I forgot armed robbery was illegal. <laughs> That's what Biden says. So I don't know what's going to happen with the Supreme Court, what they're going to rule. I don't know. And if they rule that Trump has immunity, that are these trials still going to go on? You, you know what my guess would be? My guess would be yes. Because we all know what they are. They're show trials. We know that, right? And what's amazing to me, it's like all of the all the uh, hearings that they had regarding Trump and, and all of uh, Liz Cheney's stuff and all that, all that stuff that went on. I did try to watch for like five minutes, and I could just tell what it was going to be. We all knew what it was going to be. And I'm just trying to figure out whose mind was changed by all these things. The people who love Trump... Are, are looking at this as a, a complete persecution. And the people who hate him are like, yeah, I told you. I told you he left those documents. I mean, to me, based on everything I heard and saw and read about it, it seemed like he was just a hoarder. I got a husband like that. He's not listening, is he? Can't get him to throw out anything. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. And all these cardboard boxes that they talked about that they found in Trump's house, and I'm thinking if I were... What's your, what's your wife's name? So at least basically, I was thinking to say Ivana, Ivanka, but no, his wife. <laughs> totally spacing. Oh my gosh. Anyway, his, you know, I would go crazy with all these boxes of crap that he had in the house, but I guess if it's a huge mansion, you don't notice as much. That was my first. I mean, he had him in bathrooms. He had him all over the place. He's a hoarder. That's the way I looked at it. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. But Melania, I'm sorry. I don't know. I totally spaced her for a second there. But yeah, I, I, we look at it as a total persecution. And the people who hate Trump look at it as, yeah, vindication. Yeah, we're going to get him. I saw a story today. E. Jean Carroll, the one who accuses him of something in the dressing room all those years ago, says, oh, he's never going to pay the money or, or she's concerned he's not going to. Yeah, he's not going to. <laughs> Let me help you out. <laughs> don't be partying and spending that money yet, sister, because you're not going to get a dime. That's how I look at it. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. You can follow me on all the socials. Heidi Harris show coming right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing. Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo. They are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.
Good afternoon. Always a privilege sitting in for Charlie. He's having something done on his eye that he has talked about on the air, and he'll be back tomorrow. And as soon as Will hears an update or I hear an update, we'll let you know. And Charlie, of course, will be back tomorrow to speak about his whole situation. He's been very open about having a little issue with his eye, but we're hoping he's going to be uh, all better. So that'll be good. Always a privilege to be here. You can follow me, Heidi Hair Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, all that stuff. Heidi Hair Show. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about this vote in Colombia about basically appointing a health czar or something like that. Charlie was talking a lot about this yesterday and pretty upset about it. I might add, I don't blame him. It's an executive office of health policy. All right. Which would have 6,300 or more employees in South Carolina. And it would basically um, combine a bunch of separate agencies overseeing services for the elderly, mental health, disability, patients, da, 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 da. Okay. It's bad enough when all of these are combined because you're just concerned about people having the power to decide what kind of treatments you should get, all right? That's bad enough. And we know that there were a lot of treatments people were not given during COVID that they should have been and treatments they were given that they should not have been. We know all these deals, okay? We get that. But just let me give you an example of the kind of things that could be happening. Now, you know that anxiety obviously is at a pretty high level with a lot of people nowadays. Now, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force has now decided to recommend primary care providers begin screening patients for anxiety disorders. Why do you suppose that is? Because there's so much money in medicine to cure, quote-unquote, cure anxiety. Nobody wants to talk about getting back to God, and I'm not saying you can't be depressed or have anxiety, even if you're a Christian. I'm not saying that. But a lot of what people call anxiety is just an inability to see things in the larger picture. In other words, understand we've been in my... uh, particular uh, Bible study that I'm doing right now. We're doing the book of John. And as you know, in the book of John, he talks about, you know, behold, you know, you'll have trouble in the world. But I've come, you know, obviously he's to change the world, right? He's going to rule everything. So it's, he's overcome the world is what he actually says. But if you are a person of faith and you look at things that way, I mean, th- there's a lot to get crazy about right now that's going on in the world. Well, obviously, as a talk show host, I try to keep things in perspective, uh, when I'm pre- prepping for Charlie's show or my own show or whatever else. And you can lose your mind when you get online and you see this crazy stuff going on. I mean, you can lose your mind. Corrupt politicians all over the place. We know that. They're power hungry. They've always been. Nothing new here in the scheme of the universe. And, you know, it drives you crazy because they're taking more and more of your rights. Just saw a story here where I'm from in Vegas where the power company is doing some project, and they went over $400 million, and guess who they want to pay for it? The rate payers. I mean, <laughs> this is just one jurisdiction. It happens all over the country. What? Now, if you're building a building, you know, we build these billion-dollar casinos out here in Vegas. They don't go over budget. They don't. Here's the budget. Here's the date we're going to open. I've worked at two of them when they were from uh, the day they opened. One of them before it was open, and then, and, but even six months, a year before it was open, we're going to open on July 21st. That's the date we're going to open. Boom. You don't go over. There are no overruns <laughs> because guess what? It's not government money. It's private money. And if you own a business, you understand. If you're going to, uh, let's say you're going to build an addition. Let's say you're in the trucking business or something. You need to build another warehouse. Well, you're going to make sure that the people who come in to build that warehouse are charging you X number of dollars, give you a quote, and don't go over. And if they go over, they better have a darn good reason and explanation for it. But government doesn't care. Not their money. They don't care. So it can make you crazy 
to see these stories and make you depressed and anxious. So now they want doctors to be screening for anxiety and depression. I mean, did you ever know one kid when you were a child who had an anxiety disorder? No, they went out and played. You know, they did things. They weren't anxious. Now people are anxious. And, I'm, and once again, if you have that, I'm not putting you down. Mental illness is a real thing for people, for some people. I'm not at all downplaying it. But you know and I know when you get to see a doctor, you get to see that doctor what? For five seconds? It feels like 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes. And most of the time, if you're like me, most of the time when I see my doctor, she's typing in a computer, updating my, my uh, chart. I, luckily, I'm healthy. Okay, but whatever. Okay, updating my chart or, you know, that, that's how it goes. Very little time that I actually see her. And now you're going to screen me for anxiety? And they're defining this as uh, anxiety as a condition in which the patient experience, experiences a disproportionate and constant fear of everyday events. And depression is the persistent feeling of sadness or lack of interest in everyday activities. I have depression in my family. I don't get depressed. I mean, I get down like anybody else. Believe me. There are days I just, I just get down and bummed about what's going on in the world and, and overcome with sadness sometimes that you th- see these things online and people being bad to children and animals and corruption and, and you could lose your mind. You could really lose your mind. And depression is a real thing and it does run in some, some people in my family suffer from it. And so I'm not, like I said, I'm not downplaying the legitimacy for people who are legitimately, uh, you know, depressed. It's, it, it can be a chemical thing. But there are a whole lot of people who are freaked out about the world because they spend too much time on social media and they have no ability to process it. They can't put it in perspective because they don't give it to God. At the end of the day, if I didn't think God was in charge of all of this, I'd lose my mind. I spend hours and hours and hours a day looking at this garbage. Some of you do too. Some of you don't. You're working for a living. You may not be on the computer and then you get home, you try to catch up. You know, turn on Charlie's show, turn on Tara's show in the morning, Bill Frady's, whatever, try to catch up on the news, do what you can. And it can be darn depressing if you didn't know that God was in charge. But see, we don't want to talk about God. Michelle Long, I love this. Michelle Long, a nurse practitioner in Lancaster, Ohio, says too often patients don't pay attention to their own mental health. When a patient comes into our office, she said, there are a lot of times they don't know that their symptoms are related to depression and anxiety. Uh Uh-huh. And you have a pill for that, don't you? Don't you, nurse? Yeah, you do. Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by whoever. You watch uh, these, these apps like Pluto and some of these other TV apps and every other ads for some pharmaceutical. And once again, not saying that some of these drugs don't have legitimacy, but boy, oh boy, they want to put you on these drugs and get them into you from the time you're a little kid. They can barely check your blood pressure, but oh, do you have anxiety? Here's a pill for that. Mm-hmm. And that's another danger of having a health czar in South Carolina. You imagine all these agencies working together to try to get you to take all these pharmaceuticals and probably being bonused behind the scenes for doing so. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I'm sorry, let me use a better word, incentivized. How's that? Yeah, probably. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James. Text line's always open. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, 71307. I'll get back to that coming up. You didn't play my intro. Well, I'm not coming on until you play my intro. It's not happening. You got it? <laughs> it played. Hold on one sec. I'll do it again, though. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a high-maintenance talent fit. You don't want to hear that, do you? You don't want to hear that. Here we go. Hold on. 
Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Always a privilege sitting in for Charlie James. And thank you guys, you know, for your really nice comments on the text line. It's always so much fun to do this show. It really is. And I so appreciate uh, you guys welcoming me and being so sweet. Several of you texters brought up a great point that I had not considered, and it's an excellent one, and it's a very, very important one. By the way, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is always open, 71307. We're talking about the idea that there's now a push among doctors to screen people for uh, mental health issues, you know, anxiety and depression. And as a Christian, I give things to God, and I know that we've all had our setbacks and been kicked around and this and that, and at the end of the day, I know that God's in charge. That being said, I do know people who are very strong Christians who have suffered from depression, so I am not saying it's not a medical thing for people. But I do know that there's a big push to get everybody who's having a bad day. You know, you got fired from your job, and you're so freaked out you have to be on medicine. I don't think that really helps. But several textures have brought up a great point. Screening for anxiety and depression is a backdoor attempt to remove your 2A rights. Exactly. That is so true. Texture also goes on to say this is much easier with digital records and combining services. Ding, ding, ding. Johnny, tell him what he's won. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. So important. That's true. Several people brought that up. Texter, uh, I had a doctor visit two days ago. The online check-in questioner had three pages of mental health questions, including financial questions about being able to buy food or pay the mortgage or buy gas for work. This was my family physician. I mean, (laughs) mean, you know, we, we have gone through... I mean, I've gone through job situations I won't even bore you with. I did write a book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Hedge and Get It on Amazon, where I describe some of these things, and uh, <laughs> you just give it to God. I mean, I got fired once for something I didn't say on the air, and we had tape that proved I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm not going there, but I'm just making the point. And you just go, okay, this is wrong. God's got it. And you just figure it out. You just figure it out. It's not easy sometimes. But geez, Louise, the idea that they want to funnel everybody in to getting anti-anxiety medicine. And once again, as several texters have mentioned, mental illness is a reason not to be able to allow to be allowed to carry a firearm. Now, technically, uh, you're supposed to be able to buy a gun unless you have been adjudicated to be mentally ill. In other words, unless somebody if you went to a counselor. You're not supposed to lose your rights. All right, that doesn't mean someone won't try to use that. But if you had somebody uh, uh, put you into a mental health facility, that's when it's supposed to go on your record and you're not supposed to be able to get a gun. But yeah, the more they know about you, what you eat, you know, your, I mean, obviously your marital status is public, but you know, what you eat, uh, you know, what you're driving, all these different things, that's the last thing we need. Somebody having all this information to every aspect of your life. And as I mentioned earlier, you get these grocery store cards like my husband uses, the app, you know, to, to save money on this and save money on that. And God bless him. He works it like a boss and he saves us a fortune. But they're, they're looking at all that. You know, how much broccoli did you get versus how many Doritos did you eat? Now, they don't know if you ate everything you bought or gave it to someone else. But the point is they're keeping track of all this. How much wine did you buy? Oh, mm-hmm. Right? So this is the concern everyone has. If they can control your medical access to medical care, things like that. And there's been a push for a lot of years to be able to limit how much people get of certain ages. 
Ezekiel Emmanuel's uh, Ezekiel Emmanuel's Ram Emanuel's brother. And years ago, he wrote a whole thing about what they called the whole. I believe it was the whole lives system. It's called the whole. Got got here. Whole lives, and they talked about. Uh, you know, from like 15 to 45, those are your big years. And after that, it was very interesting. And it basically was about allocation of medical services. And as less becomes available, they start to, de- they start to decide, you know, who should get what. But here's a question. Wh- who should we save? Should we save a 75-year-old grandma or a 25-year-old burglar? I'm asking because there are people who will say, yeah, but he's 25. He's got the rest of his life ahead of him. Yeah, but grandma is contributing to society, has her whole life, and is now taking care of her grandkids or spending time with them and, you know, just being a great grandmother and doing what she can for people. Whereas this 25-year-old burglar has done nothing but hurt society his entire life. Whose life is worth more money? Or worth more resources, I should say. Whose life's worth more? I mean, these are the kind of things you have to think about, right? Texture, how many of these smash shooters have been on antidepressants? How many of these shooters have been on uh, testosterone, Right? That's important too. How many? How many have been on testosterone? And some kind of weird stuff that makes them crazy. They don't want to talk about that. I interviewed a lady the other day. I'm going to post that up this week on Rumble. And she calls them the Trantifa, <laughs> which is true. You know, some of these people are, you know, the whole, the whole group of people that are trying to get at your kids. That whole agenda. I don't care what adults do. You want to chop off a body part? Go ahead. If you're an adult, you're paying for it. I don't care what you do. But if you're a kid, mm-mm, mm-mm. Texture, my grocery store discount cards are all ghosts. Yeah, when I used an actual card, I never used my own number, ever, ever. I went to Walgreens one time. They wanted my phone number, and I said, uh, 702-867-5309. And the guy was too young to understand what I was doing. So he started looking through the screen. All these people had given the same number. He goes, he finally goes, Jenny? I go, yeah, that's me. (laughs) If you don't know that song, I can't. You have to understand this. But yeah, that's another thing we don't talk about. No, see, no one will ever question whether a mass shooter has been taking any antidepressants or testosterone or anything like that because nobody wants to tick off Big Pharma. You know, look how many of the cable networks are sponsored. All of them, Fox, CNN, all of them are sponsored by Big Pharma. That's a problem too. That's why putting a health czar in place like they're going to do in South Carolina is pretty scary. You know, and you don't know, you know, we know that in the past, for example, we, in the very recent past, you, know, you can't do this, you can't do that unless you get a shot. Can't go here, can't go there. And you can't see relatives, can't move out, we know all the things that happened. But imagine if they start doing that and trying to tell you that, oh, you have anxiety, well, you have to take anxiety medicine. I actually had a woman tell me when she was a teacher, no, I lied, she is a teacher, and uh, she teaches in Virginia. She left teaching in Vegas because it was too crazy. Teaches in Virginia now. And she had a kid and they wanted to put the child on some kind of, I think it was anxiety medicine. And my friend Mary, who's a teacher, said, well, what, what, talk to the mother and said, hang on a second. Can we have an evaluation? I want to know, you know, if, if he's getting enough sleep. What is he eating? What's the situation at home? She's not trying to get in the business of the family, but she's trying to find out what could possibly be done to change other things besides give the kid anxiety medicine, right? Your child has to get enough sleep. They have to eat right. I mean, I do as an adult. If I eat, like yesterday, I got some red vines. If I get into the red vines, it doesn't go well, but I love them. Can't help it. Um, But I know it's not going to go well for me if I do. I just don't feel good when I eat that kind of stuff. 
saw a story. I think our Charlie talked about this yesterday. The cereal manufacturers trying to get you to eat cereal for dinner. I'd eat Lucky Charms breakfast, lunch, and dinner if I could. <laughs> if I could eat Lucky Charms and feel good? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would eat that morning, noon, and night. But I know I'm not going to feel good, so I don't. But she said to the parent, she said, well, can we, let's talk about what he's eating, how much sleep he's getting, what's the situation at home? And the mom said, no, 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 just, I don't want to look at that. Let's just give him the anxiety medicine. So there are parents like that too. Pretty scary, huh? Pretty scary. Texter, Obama tried to get vets put on the no-gun list as someone was appointed to manage their finances. Most soldiers don't give their spouse financial power of attorney. That's another reason a lot of cops and a lot of people in the military don't want to get mental health treatment. Even when they need it, they suffer too. I have a friend who was a cop. His very first day on the job, someone did suicide by a cop. And the last day, same thing. You know, this guy had to deal with a lot over the course of his career. And, uh, you know, terrible. The, it, cops suffer too. And they don't want to admit it. You know, it's a tough guy thing. It's, you know, the, the testosterone, and which I think is wonderful, by the way. But that whole thing. You know, they don't want to, uh, you know, they, they don't want to have to admit they've got some kind of a failure. And then if someone finds out, oh, can you still have a gun? Oh, you had, you had counseling. Oh, we're not going to let you have your uh, service weapon anymore, whether it's military, police. That's another scary thing, too. You know, and as a texter mentioned earlier, I mean, if you don't like government health care, look at the VA, <laughs> right? How many people are getting what they need there? Our veterans who deserve the absolute best we have. Look what they're dealing with. So, you know, I, I just am not a person who believes government has our best interests at heart. Is that fair? I think it is. Text lines always open. Common sense retirement planning. Text line 71307, 71307. And the Car Pro Talk line, which I'll get back to, 800 905 0989. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Always a privilege sitting in for Charlie James as he gets that little eye thing fixed. He'll be back tomorrow. He'll give you all the details. And if I hear any updates between now and then, I will share them with you. But he'll be back tomorrow to uh, talk all about his eye thing, which he's been very open about. Uh, going on for the last couple of days. We're talking about a lot of stuff today. One, of course, one of the big story is the idea of having a health czar. Charlie was talking about this yesterday. I thought he was going to blow a fuse. I was listening to him. <laughs> he was pretty upset. I can understand why. It's the last thing we need is somebody running, you know, all these different agencies, combining things like overseeing services for the elderly, mental health issues, disabilities, patients covered by Medicaid, those addicted to drugs and alcohol, da-da-da-da-da-da. Can you imagine putting one guy over that or one girl, whoever it is? doesn't matter. We know that these people take liberties that they are not entitled to, and they, you know, I don't know, phrase it into the idea of, a, you know, it's a mental health issue or it's a, it's a you're going to kill somebody's grandmother if you leave. We don't know what they'll do, but we don't want them having that much power. That's what it comes down to. Car, Car Pro Talk line is 800-905-0989. Gene from Greenville is on the Car Pro Talk line. How are uh, you, Gene? Right. Where do I start? I'm, um, <laughs> I'm very exercised over this. I mean, I am um, an older man, and my days may be numbered, but I have seen a very dramatic change in the doctor-patient relationship. It is no longer... There's a time that um, the patient's concerns were a priority between the doctor and the patient. And as government increased its uh, participation or involvement uh, into our medical care system, we lost that, and particularly the, what, the outcome of Obamacare. You, made a, you mentioned before you walk into your doctor 
and they have to tether to the computer, and they talk to you for five seconds. Right, oh, do right. Do you feel anxious? Oh, I'm not anxious. Okay, you're healthy. Goodbye. Uh, no discussion. <laughs> there was a time when, when uh, I, don't, I don't know, did you ever have a full physical by a physician? Probably that's, not. It's been a long time, but yes, and, okay. and that's the thing. You're they not, don't have well, the time. They have like 30 seconds with well, you, maybe a minute my, if you're lucky. This is my point. The, the physicians now are, are uh, work for the state. Does that make yeah. sense to you? Yes, it does. And, and this is where the health czar comes in, because now we're going to focus on your so-called anxiety problem, and then we're going to associate that, not just with the Second Amendment or gun ownership or what you do for a living, but what do you believe? Oh, I believe in the Constitution. Uh-oh, this, is, this has been worked out in communist Russia. I, I don't know if Putin still uses the system. But this is how they evaluate people. Uh, oh, if you don't believe in what I believe, what the state tells you, that you have a mental health problem. We're gonna, we're gonna ban you. Well, I guess they'll put us up uh, to uh, the Bar- uh, a prison in the Bering Sea. I have no idea. Well, no, I, I got to run, Gene, but I think it's a great point, and that's what people need to be aware of: is how pernicious this is. You know, and think about the anxiety medicine. And we're talking about how doctors are now going to be talking more about anxiety and depression with people screening all of their patients for that. Why do they do that? Now, once again, if you're, if you have those kind of issues, I'm not downplaying any of it. It's very serious and very real for a lot of people. But anxiety that people get nowadays is just freaking out about things that we used to just basically suck it up. We used to do that. We just used to suck it up and do and do it. Stiff upper lip, as they say in the UK, whatever. You know, we just handled it. And now people are freaking out at the slightest thing. But if they can give you anxiety medicine and depression medicine and, wait for it, legal marijuana, and you sit on your couch and go, dude, is it, was, what's I supposed to vote today? I mean, and the thing is, a lot of states have already legalized it. And I know the horse is out of the barn to a large extent. I get it. But... The people who smoke pot, and just the other day in Vegas, there was a, there's a kind of commissioner who's a, oh, every time I see him, he's stoned. And he was a picture of him in the newspaper with a, you know, what do they call him now? I don't even know. Joan, Joint Blunt, I don't, I don't smoke pot. Smoking pot right there in the picture in the newspaper, an elected official. Yeah, great. But the people who want to smoke pot, they think they're putting one over on the man. But the truth is, the government is going to be doing all kinds of things. You're like, dude. What's the government going to be doing now? I don't know. Because you're smoking pot. And they're laughing at you. Or you're on anxiety medicine. Or you're on depression medicine. And you're, you're just basically, we'll just calm you, just calm you down. Let's just give you something to calm you down. Take the edge off, right? Mommy's little helper, they used to call Valium back in the day, right? Or something. We're just going to give you something. And that, who benefits when government makes pot legal? Who benefits? Not society for all kinds of reasons. It's not going to be cheaper. There's still going to be a black market. Let me help you out here. That's never going to go away. Who benefits from it? The people who want to do things behind the scenes that you're not paying attention to because you're stoned out of your mind. That's why. That's who benefits. You go, dude. Okay. They want you like that. Has it occurred to anybody? (laughs) Yikes. I'm Heidi Harris. In for Charlie James. Follow me on all the socials. Heidi Harris Show coming right back. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.